They had two very, very dear friends whose loved ones had Huntington's disease. They would ask me to come and, and share my resources because they didn't have anything. They, it, Huntington's is an orphan disease. Hi, I'm Bobby. I was a caregiver for my father-in-law, Roger, for seven years. I'm a certified caregiving consultant and educator and a frequent speaker at caregiver conferences and webinars. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support. And we might even share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Now, have I ever forgotten your wine? No, and if you did, I'd remind you. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when we were caregivers for my dad, we were really didn't know the limited resources that were available 20 years ago. And um, we really didn't know how to go about finding what those limited resources were. Uh, That's true, which led me to what we're doing now. I didn't know what I didn't know. I remember thinking it was going to be, when he came to live with us, he was going to thrive in our care and everything was going to be fine. Of course, we didn't realize what we were walking into either, but I had no idea where to go for answers or look for help. I probably made every mistake a caregiver can possibly make and decided, having done that, that I would reach out and advocate for caregivers any way that I could. And part of the Roger That goal is to provide info on dementia, dementia care, and resources that are available to new and even veteran caregivers. Yes, because there's always new information or new insights. Um, Absolutely. And that brings us to today's guest. She currently teaches the Assisted Living Facility Core classes at St. Petersburg College and has been cited as one of the nation's top memory care experts by Assisted Living Today magazine. Her mission is to educate, support, and provide resources to family and professional caregivers in a compassionate and kind-hearted manner. Please welcome to our show, Dr. Karen Truman. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on the show today. <laughs> it just makes my heart sing. <laughs> and we need we need a little light and singing, you know, in our in our um, these strange days that we're going through for sure. <laughs> and we certainly share the same goals, and the, it seems the same sense of humor. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm originally from Chicago, and, and we, we had um, a lot of uh, cold winter, uh, you know, days and whatever. And, you know, moving to Florida, you know, you get a lot of sunshine, so it's a good thing. <laughs> Makes you a little bit, you know, a little bit happier when you have that sunshine. There you go. Mm-hmm. Happy is good. Yes. So so let me, let me start off with, I in researching for the show... I saw that you started um, down the Alzheimer's path, uh, as you say, in about 1959. I did. Um, it might have actually been even earlier. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I was I was pretty bait. I was a young a young one at that point. Um, but yeah, I started with my. Um, my grandmother, um, my mom, my mother's mother, and um, I remember the family. My mother was one of ten siblings, and 
there was a lot of um, angst and denial about what was, you know, what was the best path for grandma and um, family arguments. And there was, and then they had to move her out of her home and put her into a, a nursing home in a different state. And it was just a lot of turmoil. And I was involved in all of that because I was drug along here, there, or everywhere. And I remember my mom even taking me out of school every single Wednesday. We would have to go to 50 miles north of Chicago to uh, Wisconsin to visit grandma in, in the nursing home. So, I mean, I was a part of of all that. And I remember it, you know, um, now, now with, you know, some kind of a whole different perspective, if you will, but it, it really, I think it shaped me in, in ways that most people don't get shaped, <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Now, was that back uh-huh. at the time uh-huh. where <clears throat> we were still, people were still trying uh-huh. to orient them to time and place and insisting that they come into our world? Yes, I mean that was in the early '60s. So yes, they were they were still trying to reorient people, um, you know, and that really started um, back in in after the wars, if you will. It started with the veterans in the VA hospitals, with them trying to reorient the boys from coming back from shell shock or, you know, mustard gas or whatever it might have been. And and they just applied it because it was all, you know, they just went around the bend or their, you know, their elevator didn't go to the top floor anymore. Um, there was a lot of that kind of stuff because they didn't, we didn't have the word Alzheimer's in those days. We, we had maybe a form of dementia or they kind of went crazy, you know, so those were kind of, or they had a stroke, you know, they didn't know what it was really causing a lot of this. So they didn't have memory disorder clinics and stuff like that in those days. So, you know, research has come a long way. Yeah, a way, you know, people like you and, and us in the work that we try to do, we try to teach people you know, to meet them where they are. But unfortunately, many people who are coming into this for the first time still get really frustrated with somebody with dementia and try to bring them into our world, you know, and, you know, and believe, think that they're lying or, you know, making things up or why does she keep doing this kind of thing? Doing it on purpose to aggravate you. Right, right. They're doing it on purpose and they're not. They just, they really have that short-term memory loss and it's gone. And we just, like you said, we have to meet them where they are. We have to enter their reality. That That's the, that's one of the terms that I love to use uh, with my caregivers because, you know, they, they just can't. It's not that they won't do something. It's because they can't. And, and that's the, that's the key. I think that caregivers need to understand understand first and foremost in in their um in in their in on their journey if you will absolutely mm-hmm. now that was your personal path your professional path you started off as a social worker with the uh, uh working for huntington's right i i didn't i i'm not yeah i've, I've started off as a lot of things <laughs> I've, had a, I've, had, I've had a lot of paths that I have followed. Yes, I was selected to be the first social worker at the University of South Florida in Tampa um, to to be the first social worker for the entire state of 
Florida um, for Huntington's disease. And the reason I got into that was because I had two very, very dear friends whose uh, loved ones had Huntington's disease, and it just fascinated me. Um, I would would go to the meetings. They would ask me to come and and share my resources because they didn't have anything. uh, Huntington's is an orphan disease. So, um, you know, so so I would go over and, and, and do meetings for them and, and I would, you know, do, I just I wrote I wrote um, the, the, the guidebook for USF for the Huntington stuff. I actually put on a two day conference um, in Lakeland, Florida, uh, several years ago and um, got all the families, um, everything paid for. I mean, they didn't have to pay for a hotel room or meals or, you know, conference costs, nothing. And we had a whole two-day event of professionals, um, elder law attorneys. Um, we had uh, senior living guides. We had facilities. We had the USF researchers. Um, it, it was quite the – and for, for Huntington's, I don't know if any of you saw the other night there was a a news nation from WGN in Chicago had a story on a family with Huntington's which is very rare um so and it's always inherited so we had we had the juvenile form um and then we had the adult onset so we had a lot of diverse Um, yeah can I interrupt you just for a second yeah Uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned Huntington's because it's it's definitely one of the many forms of dementia but it's also one that people really don't know about or understand Mm -hmm. can you explain Mm -hmm. some of some of the symptoms of Huntington's I know it's absolutely a horrible devastating disease um, and if you could just take a couple seconds to explain sure. what that is Sure. Huntington's is a disease, um, it's inherited. So if one parent has it, the child has a 50% chance of inheriting. So um, they didn't have the blood test until 1993. I actually worked with one of the researchers, um, the, the, the neurologist who was in Venezuela in in uh, doing the research and they, when they discovered the gene. Um, he, um, you know, they, they do have the blood test now so you can know if you ha- carry it or not. It is a disease, I, I call it a disease of the body, mind, and soul. It, it is a lot of, um, there's a lot of movement disorders. Um, they, they, they have trouble walking. They have trouble talking. Um, it's a psychiatric. There's a lot of, um, a lot of emotional pain associated with it. Um, and a wasting away basically of, of the body. And they also, it's also, um, a problem because they have, um, they, they have like a, a need to, they don't care if they had, they want sex, drugs, and rock and roll, unfortunately, a lot of them. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them, you know, that's, and they don't care how they get it because they don't really care that they die from something else because, you know, it's such a, it's such an emotional and psychiatric kind of disease process. Um, I had one family, I'll never forget them, they were in Orlando area and they had, um, the, 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 it was the mother and father and the father got it and then the two children got it and then the grandchild got it. 
Um, so it, it, this poor this poor grandmother was taking care of like you know four different people that all had it, and she was overwhelmed. Um, she was ready to commit suicide. Because it's such a day, and there's no place for them. Nobody really wants a Huntington patient, unfortunately, you know, because it's so bad. It's a, such a day, they almost have to go into a nursing home and they can't work. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's like, oh my gosh, it's a catch 22. Thank you for explaining that. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting what you said because it's my understanding that there's a lot of suicide yes. with Huntington patients. Yes, yes, there is. And, and I'll tell you another, I'll tell you one other sad story about it. Um, I have a family, I had a family here in this area, the, the St. Pete area, and the, the family had five children. And the mother got it, but they didn't know what it was, it was because she had been adopted. So they had oh. no idea when oh. she started. Yeah, when she started showing symptoms, they really didn't understand or know. And they finally got her to a memory disorder clinic. And um, and the doctor told her, she said, well, you know, you have Huntington's and you're, you're probably going to commit suicide. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then and then all the children, they were all adult children and they decided to get tested and four of them have it. Um, so it's just, it's just devastating. It's a devastating, what they call it is an, an heirloom inheritance. And how sad is that? Right. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. But you know, that, that's one thing. There's also, you know, the Louis body. I do that. I have, um, I have lots of courses online too. So, um, to, to look into some of these things, but, um, you know, there's so much out there. Louis body is what Mike's dad had, but we mm -hmm. never heard those words until I got his hospital mm. records after he had died. Oh. They never mentioned that that's what he had. Okay. Okay. That's not good. Um, Interestingly enough is the diagnosis was way no, 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 prior no, to no, us no. being his caregivers. No. That, see, he, they didn't start recognizing he had any kind of dementia until after he was with us. Because uh, he was schizophrenic and had been diagnosed with schizophrenia uh, early in life. And, had, you know, 1947, 1949 time frame, he was diagnosed as schizo with schizophrenic and spent um, 12 years in a mental hospital before he married and met my mother-in-law, met and uh, married my mother-in-law. So all of the behaviors were being attributed to the schizophrenia until... It became obvious it was more than that. That's that's a pretty. Uh, whoo! <laughs> where do you where do you separate <laughs> where do you separate it or did it you know did it come on later? Did he have other other you know was there a lot of stuff going on there? That's why you know that's one of the things that that Jeff and I um, constantly when we do support groups um, tell the families please 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 take the time to take your loved one to get a go to a memory disorder clinic it is imperative to get the proper diagnosis because if you if somebody told you you had cancer what's the first question you're going to ask them you're going to say yeah, well, what kind what kind how do I treat it where is it located and the doctor's just like oh you just have cancer just go home take some Aricept and call us in six months well that's not good enough <laughs> you know, that, that's interesting in that when people talk about what's the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia, mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of tell them, saying you have dementia is saying you have a, a brain disease. 
Mm-hmm. And, and you need to find out what kind of brain disease mm-hmm. you have. So exact, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That, I mean, that's what I tell people that all, as a matter of fact, at the memory disorder clinics here in, in uh, a few of them here in Florida carry my books because they, they hand them out to every every family that comes in because they're they, they think they're that important you know to to have that knowledge and information those resources and you know what to do how to how to accept things that you cannot change there, there's just so many things associated with this disease process tell us about the brain bank the the when you go through a memory disorder clinic, you will you will be um, referred, if you will, to to one of the brain bank programs. Now, um, Florida has um, wonderful brain bank program that I actually had my mother um, my mother's brain had been autopsied with the Florida brain bank because she went through the brain bank program, excuse me, through the memory disorder clinic at USF. Um, In 1992, I took her there. Um, And when she passed away in uh, 2000, so that's over 20 years ago now, um, I had her brain autopsied. And it was one of the best gifts I could have ever given to myself um, because now I knew exactly what she had. I knew it was it was just Alzheimer's. It wasn't, you know, something mixed up with that. It wasn't another mental disease. She didn't have a stroke. She didn't have a brain tumor. You know, I found out exactly that that's what she had. And it was just a great gift. And I have probably sent about 200 at least of my caregiver families, whether it's Huntington's or Lewy Body or, or, um, you know, CTE, the the chronic traumatic encephalopathy uh, that the the football players get, um, especially. Um, All those families have gone through different, the brain bank program. And you, you don't have to go through a memory disorder clinic, but it helps to get accepted then. Um, and they've all they've all thanked me so much because I especially one family I'll never forget them either. Uh, Mama was in um, a facility; she was in a nursing home, and she would just stand at the door and yeah, at her room and just yell, "Mama, Mama, Mama!" all day long. They gave her baby dolls. They had the psychiatrist look at her, um, and she was really too far gone for them to do a whole lot of testing at this point. And the poor daughter kept coming in um, to my groups and she'd say I had to move mom again the the facility kicked her out and I had to move mom again and it it was like an old record and mom got moved several times and finally when mom passed the daughter had made arrangements to have her brain autopsied and she came it came back with five different kinds of dementia and three of them had yeah three of them were inherited they didn't know because, again, here was an unknown, you know, family in denial. They didn't get the treatment they needed back in the day. Um, and Mama had had five different things going on in there. And now they know because now one of the grandchildren is showing some of the signs, but now they can treat her. So it's really important to get those diagnoses. I cannot stress that hard enough. You're absolutely right. And then you talk, when I've heard of instances of mixed dementia, but I don't think I've ever heard of five yeah. all at once. Right. And I can't imagine how anybody could even function. And no wonder she was calling out for help. Right. Constantly. 
just constantly. So, you know, and that, that's the other thing I tell my family members. You know, if your mom, if your loved one is yelling or screaming or not, you know, not, not really happy, you know, there's a reason. There's always a reason, like a baby crying. There's a reason. Are they hungry? Are they wet? Are they in pain? Those are the three biggies that you always want to look for and and two of the things that are hugely missed in in by caregivers is the teeth issue um when was last time your loved one saw a dentist i i just i just harp on that because it's so important and they'll look at me like i've you know gone to mars or something <laughs> and, and and i'm like you know they really need to i don't care if if they you know have false teeth they still need to see a dentist they need to ma- and make sure when you move them into a facility that those teeth are engraved so they do have the right teeth in their mouth that really <laughs> that's, that's happened too um the roommate's Absolutely. teeth yeah um mm-hmm. but you know that's one of the biggies and also um you know we had a lady down here that that uh, was in a facility and she kept insisting those were her teeth and the staff believed her because you know they're not going to get bit <laughs> and and when when uh when finally mom mom her mouth got so bad they finally took a real good look and she not only had fungus but she had mold in her mouth so it's oh so, it's so sad it's so unnecessary and the the other thing is the feet they don't check the feet they just don't you know maybe those toenails aren't grown maybe there's a fungus there they when was the last time they had a new pair of shoes you know those are some of the things the caregiver issues that i harp on um but i think they're so very important and that can be taken care of it real simply and maybe now they're not going to have those agitating behaviors just to go on the um teeth issue mm-hmm. for just a second i know my dad had a partial plate mm-hmm. and he lost a lot of weight yeah and so it didn't fit correctly and it sliced yes. his tongue the little metal clip sliced his tongue so even if they're false mm-hmm. teeth you have to go and make sure that they fit properly. Otherwise, there's blisters and sores, et cetera, et cetera, exactly. if they don't fit properly. I just wanted exactly. to throw that out. Absolutely. Because I, and especially, you know, with my Huntington's people, um, they would, their teeth would break off because they had so many grimaces. I mean, they, they, they would just, you know, and then they, and then they'd break the straw or whatever they were trying to, you know, because, and they couldn't help it. It was just part of the disease. So it was very hard to get um, nutrition into them. You know, you had to do the no chew cookbooks and stuff like that. So there, there's just so much involved. Bobby could write one of those no chew cookbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we had severe dysphagia for mm-hmm. quite some time. So I mm-hmm. became quite adept at uh, making pureed soups and stews. Mm-hmm. I pureed just about ed- anything that I could. I pureed a cupcake. I pureed a tuna sandwich. <laughs> Um, I, the one thing I found that you absolutely doesn't work is a pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I, you know, he, this was this, you know, Italian man who grew up, you know, loving food and, you know, flavors and all of that. So I wanted to make sure that he got nutrition and he got flavor. And I also wanted him to feel as if he was eating the same meals that we were. So I would puree potato salad and a hot dog or whatever that might be. Okay. Um, 
Okay. I, I'm not coming over for dinner anytime soon, okay? <laughs> Just letting you know. Okay, because, you know, being from Chicago, our hot dogs are sacred. <laughs> and you, and you, have to have, you have to have pickle lily and you have to have um, tomatoes. So... <laughs> Well, we'll make sure when you come to dinner, you get some authentic food. Okay. <laughs> just, just check it. Okay. All right. But don't forget the wine, right? Don't That's forget right. the wine. That's right. Oh, okay. Okay, Karen, we want to thank you so much for oh. being a part of the show today. It has Time has gone by so yeah. fast. Right. Um, uh, but we do want to mention uh, briefly the Dementia Caregiver's Little Book of Hope. And we will make sure that there are links to your website and your book and all that good information uh, on our website. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, information and, and really uh, very pleasurable. I really appreciate uh, taking, you taking the time to invite me to your show. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we- we appreciate you taking the time yeah. to be on the show. Yep. Thank you so very much. Thank and you. And please stay safe. Bye-bye. Dr. Truman is such a resource for people who, who are dealing with dementia. Her being on our show today will uh, end up leading a lot of people back to her excellent work and the Caregiver's Little Book of Hope. A lot of good information about Huntington's disease, which is very hard to find information about in a non-scientific, clear, concise manner. Um, I think that was that was amazing. It's certainly uh, one of the dementias that we rarely hear about. So I, I'm I'm really glad that that came out on today's show. I think it was very important when she said, "If you get the diagnosis, go to a memory disorder clinic." Um, so very very important. And as you say all the time, you know, you go to the doctor and say, "I'm sick." The doctor works to get you what you're sick from so it could be treated to go to a memory disorder clinic they'll tell you what dementia and how to treat it Um, so very very important yeah absolutely you can find more information about dr truman on our show website at rogerthat.show this has been roger that i'm bobby i'm mike and we are dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia so please subscribe to the show go to itunes and post a review Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that dot show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. 
To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.